Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Burntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Burntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Stephanie Megan, you're listening to Broke Girl Therapy. Therapy is too expensive. You're listening to Broke Girl Therapy. 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 All right, let's get into it. All right. Hi, guys. Wait, sorry. Before we get into it, do you want to be introduced as Dom Gabriel? Like, what is your preferred name? Uh, you can call me whatever you want, Dom, okay. Gabriel, uh, probably Dom Gabriel. Gabriel, whatever you want. Call me Carlos. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Hi guys, it's me, Stephanie Megan, your host of Broker Therapy, and I have the baddest and the saddest Dom <laughs> Gabriel. The baddest oh. and the saddest is crazy. I'm sorry. I love rude? it though. No, okay. I love it. Okay, I'm surprised that I, get, I haven't gotten that before. I'm surprised too. That should be in your bio. That's baddest and the saddest. Baddest and the saddest. I feel like that is your brand. Yeah. Ooh. Make that into merch. Clip that. Yeah. <laughs> Clip that. If you guys are not familiar with him, you should be because he is on Netflix, The Perfect Match and The Mole. Personally, I didn't watch The Mole. That's fine. But I heard great things about it. My boyfriend loves you on the show. He said uh-huh. that you got screwed over by a white man. I, <laughs> Sorry. No, I'm, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna <laughs> I'm not gonna go as far as to say that. I'm sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> uh, that was okay. We're <laughs> shut, shut up, Brian. But it, it, it was it was it was a group decision. It was a group decision. And it was a diverse okay. group that decided to screw me over. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> I'm like causing unnecessary drama. He didn't say that, you guys. I was no, just... no, no. Shut up, Brian, man. Shut yeah. up, Brian. No, it's funny because when people are like, oh, I didn't watch your show, and I'm like, and I was like, I'm sorry, I didn't watch it. I'm like, no, no, it's cool. Like, I'm not part of the marketing team. It's not. Yeah, you're, like, you're like, it's <laughs> that's fine. Not, that's not on me. I, I mean, I saw it everywhere. But for me, I think like I have ADHD. Right. So it takes a minute to like catch my attention. But the perfect match caught my attention because right. I love dating yeah. and all that stuff. So I like obviously um, I honestly didn't even watch like Love is Mine. So I didn't even know who anyone was. But I was like, oh, let me just like watch this. And it was so dramatic. It was good. <laughs> yeah. It's so, just absolute chaos. It was the fucking, show. The purpose of the show was just chaos. Yeah. I, you I were believe. the star of the show. Can I just say? No. Yeah. Well, you won. Spoiler alert. I, well, I mean, I was just there for a long time. So yeah. <laughs> you made it through. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I just survived. I was yeah. the star. I just survived. <laughs> Literally. I think you had like the most trauma and like, but the best edit. I don't know. What do yeah, you, would you I, say so? Was that like? I mean, yeah, I mean, I feel like it was like an accurate portrayal. Yeah. I, my thing, I always, I want to talk to the producers and be like, they must have been like, because I was like, I didn't drive any of the drama, I right. don't think. Like, yeah. There were literally moments where, oh, I'm going to burp. It's okay. Burp no, on not, the mic because we like the different we like stuff. Those? Yeah, we yeah. like those. Those <laughs> right, are okay you. here. But there were moments where I'm like, there's so much drama going on. Mm-hmm. And like, some people get drunk and they get angry. Or yes. they get sad. They get emotional. I got drunk most of the time, and I immediately go find snacks. Like, <laughs> so there'd be drama going on, and like they'd be like, "Where's Dom? Where's Dom? This is about Dom." And like I'm in a corner, just, <laughs> just wine, like- Oreos, cereal, bowls all around me, 
Everyone's like, Don, get in the free. And I'm like, I'm like, oh, true, true, true. <laughs> like, What's up? What's going on? Oh, me? They're probably. Like, Meanwhile, two like beautiful yeah. women fighting for your love and your attention, and you're over here feeding yourself with Oreos is like, I love that. Yeah, they were probably like, how did this guy get here? This guy <laughs> like, is. Who, like, this guy? Who is this guy? So yeah, and then yeah. I mean, you had your heart broken a few a few times. Well, one huge time that made you cry. Yes. So. <laughs> and then that just right there, I think, probably changed your life. Yeah. You know, just. Who would have thought? Who would have thought? <laughs> oh, look at us. So, I mean, what were your thoughts in that moment when you're crying? I mean, <laughs> on the show, like, and all the cameras are in your fucking face. Like, I can't even imagine. I don't. It's, it's like, it's such a crazy thing because in the moment, I feel as though I, like the cameras weren't even really there. Because, mm. like, when you do those, that type of shows, because the cameras are only 24-7, the pe- the camera people almost become like family almost. Like mm. you wake up, you see them, you go to sleep, you see them, wake sure. up in the morning, like, how you going? You want some cereal, Steve? Yeah. Uh, Josie, you want some cereal? It's like <laughs> it's like you all just become family. So it was like in that moment, I remember I was like tearing up or whatever. And the camera guy like looked at me and he was like, I'm not gonna say his name, I don't wanna get in trouble if this is gonna get mm. in trouble or whatever. But I remember he was Sorry. like, <laughs> nice. Nope. Nice. Yeah, I remember he like lowered the camera. Like, obviously they got like a the best chunk that they could. But there was like a, a longer period. I remember there were moments where he would like lower the camera and be like, you know, just take a moment, bro. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, yeah. <laughs> like looking out for me and stuff like that. So it almost felt as if like I wasn't doing it in front of the whole world, which is why I think it felt so like raw. Because it was like the people that were surrounding me, like the camera people that like they actually cared because we're together all the time. So. Yeah. Yeah, it kind of felt like, you know, I was just like with. I mean, that's good to hear because I always feel like, you know, people f- like their mental health gets, you know, like they they're battling with like the producers. It always seems like the producers are like the enemies on the show. But it's good to know that they at least like empathize with you when you were crying and stuff like that and weren't like evil. Yeah. I mean, like there were like even I remember there was this one producer. I'm not again, I'm not going to say names. Yeah. But like they did genuinely care and. She was even like, there'd be moments, not necessarily that moment, but there'd be other moments or whatever where she'd be like, hey, give me a hug. And like, yeah. you hug. And she'd be like, no, no, other way, heart to heart. That's how you feel. Like, like, mm. And like, and now I hug heart to heart because she taught me that. And like, there was like, there were oh. good people around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, it's just their job. Yeah, it's just their job. That's their job to make a good TV show. Then Exactly. The yeah. So. so what was it like watching that back? Like, especially like a year later when it's like, <laughs> you know. It's weird because, you know, you kind of forget immediately after the show, you go through like this like deep, deep lull of like, you know, PTSD where you're like, you wake up and you're like, oh, no cameras. Okay, mm. We're good. We're safe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you yeah. kind of go through this weird period and then afterwards it kind of feels like a fever dream oh, and shit. it didn't really happen and you deal with all the drama and everybody's like, just group chats, everyone's vibing, everyone's mm. good, and the show comes out, and then obviously, like, there's things you don't see that people are saying <gasps> in professionals, there's, you know, scenes between people that you didn't see, stuff like that that mm. you didn't see when you were filming, so then emotions arise, and it kind of feels like you're reliving the experience, but in a whole different, like, out-of-body way. Right, right, because so. you're like, you're, what the, because what I realized was, like, and I think it's just like so meta and so like modern because this wasn't like reality TV back in the day with no social media. Mm-hmm. But it's like it becomes like this separate reality TV after the show is out. And I we see all of you guys just like 
talking about what happened, yeah. revealing situations. And it's just like, oh, the tea begins. It's like yeah, it doesn't it, just stop at the finale. It yeah. like continues. <laughs> that was the thing I did. I didn't like take it to account yeah. when I started. I was like, oh. It doesn't end when the filming ends. Like, <laughs> no. like it, 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 it keeps like it's still going. Like, there's still moments where, you know, I'll be somewhere and someone, you know, I date on the show will be somewhere too mm. at the same time. And then, you know, you check Twitter or Reddit to be like, Dom oh was with God. this person and this person was with People this are person. Start, like, are they hanging out again? And it's like, all right, everybody, like, like relax, <laughs> detectives. <laughs> <laughs> like, we think, think we're good here. So how did you, because, you know, as, as like, you know, as a man, you know, you're not told, especially as a black man, you know, because mm. my boyfriend relates in a lot of ways where it's like you're told to like keep your emotions like inside and not be that emotional. But I feel like social media, especially for those really reality stars are like fucking awful. Mm-hmm. So how did you handle like your mental health and everything? Sorry, sorry. No, it's okay. We burp here and we allow it and just keep going. <laughs> Let's have a battle. Who burps so, louder? Just, I'm so sorry. No, like, you're you burping. I'm burping. Like, They're used to it. At this point, they've heard me fart somewhere along like the episode. So it's fine. Like they, they, we're used to it here. We're all about the gases. I'm so sorry. Okay. Sorry. Okay. Go no, you're good. So how did you handle just like, like, did you get scrutiny afterwards? Like, how was your mental health, like, when the show did come out and people were, like, m- making assumptions about you? Um, you know, it's it's weird because I went through this cycle of therapy mm. real quick. So, like, you know, when COVID was happening, I was with my ex and we were both going through a lot. So she introduced me to therapy. Mm. Um, and I started going to therapy and I started feeling good about myself and then... We broke up and it was like, okay, I felt low again, mm. went to therapy, built myself back up. And then I got cast on the mole, didn't win and found myself continued doing therapy. And once I got to the show, I felt I was at a place where I was comfortable with myself, which, you know, in regular standards. And then right. now I'm going on a TV show. So it's like another another layer of like, you know, something that like you can't account for when you go to therapy. Mm. You know, you can't prepare yourself to like be in front of millions of people and camera crews and the amount of anxiety that that also brings. So I think how I dealt with it a lot was I had to remember that like, especially when I was filming, like there'd be moments where like I just wouldn't talk to anybody. Like I would Mm. just be like, all right, just go by the pool, sit down in this corner and give yourself like an hour and just don't say anything. Oh my God. Yeah, that's good. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's like not every moment during the day doesn't have to be a bit or a story a lot. It's like just, it's like just, just take, separate you know, you just separate it. yourself and remember that like there's more to this. Like, because it's so easy to be in those environments and, and just be like, this is everything. Mm-hmm. And you, and I caught myself thinking like, this is everything. You know what I mean? Nothing else matters outside of this house. <laughs> oh, yeah. And that's dangerous. <laughs> you know? So yeah. there, there had to be times where I had to just disassociate and take time for me and realize, okay, it's okay. And um, and after the show as well, you know, it, like I said, like I was telling you beforehand, like I didn't do a lot of podcasts after the show because I was like, I just need to disassociate from everything that's going on for myself. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Um so I just kind of focused on myself, even with, you know, people making fun of me. I was like, the only way that you can kind of do that, like, have you watched, like, 8 Mile? Yes, of Eight course. Mile? You know, like, the final battle when he has to go first, so he just makes fun of himself? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The whole time. And the, and the guy can't good, say anything? Like, yeah. 
I've always remembered that since I was because I watched that movie. So I always will poke fun at myself before anyone else gets a chance to do it. Like I'm always going to own my vulnerabilities, my weaknesses, my faults. Mm. I'm always going to take accountability because the moment that I go online and I go, yeah, I cried, blah, 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 make fun of myself, make a TikTok about it. Then everyone, everyone is like, Okay. <laughs> You're right, right, right. We, we all love you took yeah. the fun out of it. <laughs> no, you did a great job. I mean, like, going back to, like, your TikToks, like, you, like, best content creator from the cast on the show because, like, you the, you were so funny about, like, dancing in the rain yeah. to, like, usher, you know, like, yeah. it was, like, really just owning, like, and, and, again, taking your power back, making it into a brand, like, that's, I mean, I think that that's, you did, did it the correct way. You're just like, yeah, fuck, yeah, I'm, I fucking cry okay yeah. yeah i think that's what that's what i learned in therapy is like is taking accountability for like <laughs> owning your faults owning owning who you are mm -hmm. you know what i mean when you make a mistake it's like don't deflect like own it yeah. that mistake happened it's in the past now move on how do you go from here you know yeah. what i mean it's like i can't it happened it's on tv it happened i can't take that back so how do i proceed how do i because i can't control how everybody else reacts i've always mm -hmm. been told that you can't control everyone reacts to what you do, but you can control how you react. Exactly. And how you are going to dictate the situation. So I was like, all right, what's the situation? This. I'm not going to get involved in drama. I'm not going to say anybody's name. I'm not going to say anything. I'm just going to make fun of myself the whole time. And you did a great, yeah. That's no, it. That's so true because yeah, you didn't go on like like a million podcasts or anything like that, like like some of the other ones. And just, yeah, you just made like really funny TikToks. Yeah. And like that were viral and like just that was their thing. Yeah, I was sure. like, I'm just going to mind. I got, because it's again, it's like you have to remember that, like I had to remember and remind myself like this isn't everything. Yeah. You know, yeah. Love is Blind season 86 is going to come out yeah. <laughs> and people are going to forget that I even exist. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So it's like just have fun with it and, you know, take care of yourself and keep it pushing. That's amazing. Yeah. Hopefully that answered your question. I no, no, no. I think that was like, that was perfect advice. Even if for someone who's like not on reality TV, like someone who's getting made fun of or someone who's insecure about something, you know, it's just to like embrace it and make fun of it, you know, like, so I, I think that was great advice. Yeah. I mean, that's what I, that's even what I did when I was younger, when I was getting mm -hmm. bullied for like painting my nails and I was always like a little emo skater kid. Yeah. It was like, I would get bullied for it, but it's like, I can either change mm -hmm. myself or it's like, well, I'm getting bullied anyway, so I might as well just keep doing it and lean into it. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, might as well make fun of myself before they get to it. Exactly. You yeah. Know? So, I think I do that, too, as, like, a coping mechanism. Is like, I just laugh at, like, my pain. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I do it all the time. Just laugh at the trauma. Just keep it pushing, you know. But also, like, have a moment, again, to sit with yourself and be like, none of this is serious. And, like, allow yourself to feel it. And then, you know, and then laugh about yourself and it's fine allow yourself to feel that I think is really important. Like it's okay yeah. to not be okay. It's okay to be sad. It's okay to be angry. It's okay to be happy, depressed. It's like, but just, you have to let yourself feel it. You can't deflect from it. You have to just own it, feel it. And then that's how you move on. Truly. Period. Poo. Broco Therapy is sponsored by BetterHelp. If you had an extra hour in your day, what would you do? Would you go for a run, take a nap, read a book, show up for a friend? A lot of us spend our lives wishing we had more time. The question is, time for what? If time was unlimited, how would you use it? 
The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important to you and make it a priority. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. I mentioned before that I went back to therapy and that was the best decision I've ever made because every time I leave a session, I do feel like I just got so much off my chest. I've been suffering with so much anxiety because I feel like sometimes I don't have time. I don't have time to get all this stuff done or I feel like I'm not worthy of doing a good job of the things that I have to do. And I know that stems from a lot of ADHD. So talking to my therapist, she really gives me the space to just vent and have those emotions. And she validates that and gives me the tool sets to be able to continue my day and to give me that confidence to remind myself that like, I got this. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash broke girl today to get 10% off your first month. That's better H-E-L-P.com slash broke girl. Shout out to Claritin for supporting this episode and providing us with samples. Y'all know Claritin is literally the most on-brand sponsorship that I could get. There's been so many times that people have commented on an episode and been like, girl, blow your nose a little bit. Like, you sound real stuffy. Are you good? And all I needed was a Claritin to help treat my allergies. Especially right now when it's springtime, the flowers are blooming, pollen is in the air. Best believe I have my Claritin in my pocket. And I love her. I love my Claritin D because she helps me survive through this allergy season. And honestly, just helps me survive in general because y'all know I just have allergies all the time. (laughs) So if you guys are suffering with allergies, I would honestly suggest coming from the allergy queen myself to go and get yourself some Claritin D. Don't make yourself suffer, especially during allergy season. So go get yours, boo. Luckily, for those of us who live with symptoms of allergies, we can live Claritin Clear with Claritin D. Designed for serious allergy sufferers, Claritin D has two powerful ingredients in just one pill that relieve your allergy symptoms and decongest your nose so you can breathe better. Fast and powerful relief is just a quick trip away. Find Claritin D at the pharmacy counter. As for Claritin D at your local pharmacy counter, you don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now for a discount so you can live Claritin clear. Use as directed. Look at the look at the morals. Yeah, look, look at the look, morals. Look at the, look at the growth. Look at the growth. Look at the wholesomeness. Look yes. at the advice. It's the most wholesome episode yeah. I've done ever. <laughs> But let's let's dive into like let's you know we're done with the perfect match you lived on this is your life I mean like even before the show and after like what is like are you someone who likes to get into relationships like what does your love life look like before and I mean even now yeah um I've always been uh, like a long term relationship guy like I've always been a serial monogamous yeah like once I find somebody and I like it's like I put a hundred and ten percent into that Mm -hmm. like. And even my best friend knows, like, 
was like, man, like you've always been with somebody like through high school, like I had a girlfriend, mm -hmm. university, I had like six months, meet somebody, girlfriend for like four or five mm -hmm. years, single for a year, met somebody, in and over for like three, four years, <laughs> like. Yeah. So, and then it was like, and then when I took the time after my last relationship to like be single, I was like, oh yeah, I'm gonna be single. And my friend's like, good. Be single, find yourself. And then I end up on a dating story and he's like, what? That's not what I what I meant. So it's kind of like I just went from like two extremes of being like a serial, like a serial, like monogamous, like long-term relationship to being like, I'm going to date around on, on national, on the biggest streaming service ever. And it's like, Dom, what are you doing? <laughs> no, I mean, that's great. I mean, why do you think that like you are like a serial monogamous? Like, where do you think that stems from? If you want to get deep, if you don't want to like, yeah, talk if you about get like, into it. I like think, child trauma or anything, like, cause nah, I'm all about talking about everything. So. No, nah, I've, I've talked about this with like a lot of, you know, my followers and people that yeah. follow me for a long time. I've, brought, I've mentioned this and I like laugh at it, but I think I've talked about this in therapy too as well. So mm. I'm open talking about it. I think it just stems from like my inner child. Truly, you know, I mean, I think at least when I was younger was because I never had that example of a relationship growing up. Like I had a single parent home. My mom, mm. my dad was in and out of my life. He left when I was two, came back when I was 10. I essentially told him to what happened was he he told me like um, he's going to pick me up from school. He never showed up and he came back <gasps> to apologize that night. But I saw my mom crying. And I pretty much just said, you know, I don't want to see you ever again. Mm. I'm gonna take care of mom. I'm gonna take care. How of How old were you? I was like ten years old, like grade five. I want to cry. <laughs> That's so sad. So because no, no, and <laughs> and I think from that point on, it just kind of like triggered this thing in my brain of like, like I never want to be that man. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I always want to be that person that like you can count on. That's gonna be reliable. Like if I give you my word, if I love you, if I tell you I love you, if I tell you I'm gonna be there for you, I'm gonna be there. Yeah. So it's like I think with every relationship, it's like I always strive to to be that relationship that I never saw growing up. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? To be that man that I never had, that I never looked up to. You know what I mean? Essentially, the opposite of my dad, who I always viewed and like. Now that I'm older, I've grown. I've realized like he was just a kid. Like my mom mm -hmm. and my dad had me really young. He was a kid and he was scared. He was younger than I am when he had me. You know, and so I forgive him. He wasn't a bad person. He was just. He didn't know. He didn't know. It's he made crazy. A mistake. Yeah, it's scared. crazy when you realize that like our parents are people yeah. and they have gone through their own set of traumas and they're just doing the best they can, even though they don't even know what the fuck is the best. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, know? exactly. So it's like, and it's like I viewed, and I recognize that, but on the opposite end, it made me realize like, damn, my mom is really like a superwoman. Like she is mm. a superhero for real. Like she took on both roles and took care of everything and. He was scared and she was not. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? So I think like because I'd wanted to be so opposite of that and the extreme of that and taking the extreme of how loyal and dependable my mom is, I just took that on my own shoulders. So it's every relationship I get into, I'm like, like I'm going to make this work. Even if, it, even if I somewhere deep down in me, I know it's not. Mm -hmm. I'm like, how do I make this work? change who I am I've like I've like changed my entire career around like I was I was gonna move to New York with my last girlfriend and just drop everything <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean like just to make that person happy and see them shine and know like and be there for them so I think that's where it stems from yeah yeah getting deep and how did no we love that we love like we love deep yeah. <laughs> in many ways but um so you know like with your like past relationships like how did they like receive that love i think i'm a i said this before i keep on 
I feel like I'm like a, I have my own like niche quotes at this point, but <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> is, uh, I don't believe like every, like not everyone's going to be the one is what I've learned. Not everyone's mm. going to be the one, but everyone makes you a better person for the one. So yeah. it's like, you know, my re first relationship, how that, how they received that was, I was too extreme and I was, I was also insecure in myself mm. and who I was. And it was a very, my first long-term relationship, it was a very like up and down. We were on and off. We were both toxic. And you know, when you're very young. Yeah. You don't know what you, to do with your emotions. So you don't know what to do with ah. your emotions. You don't know what to do with yeah. that love. When you just love someone so deeply mm -hmm. for the first time and there's jealousy and there's everything is like just amped, just amped up. To 10, yeah. You know what I mean? And it, be, it can get sort of like toxic and very like, you just don't know. So, but I learned from that, took time and I got my next relationship and, you know, my last long-term relationship is where I really took what I learned from the first one, applied it to that one. Mm. And that's when I was like, okay, there's a way to do this and to be loyal to, and I found who I am in that relationship. And she was also in the same place as me and we grew together. So I think like, it was like an evolution of how people received that mm. Lo your love my love you know yeah. my love kind of evolved and matured over time and my last relationship i think really helped me because my first relationship when it ended it was very bitter it was very miserable it was very angry mm -hmm. my last relationship was very loving it was very respectful we understood that time just expired it was like you know we just have different paths mm -hmm. and it was a very healthy breakup it was okay this isn't working right now okay cool and we we separated mm -hmm. we we still have love for each other and I was like, wow, like that was very, I was, I'm a completely different person than my last relationship. Yeah. And it's like now everything I learned from her is like, I can apply it to the next one. So I feel like love isn't like linear. It's like, it's, it's always growing and changing yeah, with yeah. every person that you're with and how you give them your love, how they receive, how you receive their love and how you apply that to your life and your next relationship and your friendships. And I think everything just like helps you grow. I don't know. Does no, I sense? think it's like uh, even like like it helps you grow like not just for like the next person, but for yourself. Like mm -hmm. you learn a lot like when you date, you know, when you date around and you are in relationships like there's things that trigger you like jealousy and insecurities and stuff like that. That's based off of like your childhood, you know, it's yeah. based off of like your experiences. So it like makes you reflect who you are and like and, and it's it's healing and that's why i always say like to people like date around like put yourself out there because it's like the most therapeutic you could think thing you could do for yourself because you learn about yourself and your yeah. triggers like through like those experiences and the relationships so yeah. like, exactly like what you're doing i think that's great i think it's also a mixture of like dating and also like going to therapy you know and <laughs> yeah because it's like being able to like take what you learn from those dates talking to somebody who can kind of like translate that and mm. you know therapeutic and simpler terms for you and understand why you feel that way and then taking that from the therapy session and then applying that to real life so i think that's what helped me at least when i started dating around and especially after the show it was like going to therapy and talking like why did this happen how did this happen how do mm. i separate the two it was like going to therapy really helped me assess that and adjust right right and so like because you know you're a crier and you're sensitive and you you love hard like i'm sure like a lot of women are probably like hey tom what's <laughs> up like how's your dating life like after the perfect match um it's 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 different it's mm. weird because it's like i've i've also only been in la 
mostly. Right, um, since then. Since then. And Danny you know, in LA. Danny in LA. <laughs> you know, everybody's kind of like everybody's kind of in the industry. Everybody's a right. creator of some sort. So it's kinda like, you everybody. know, everybody. I've, I've gone on dates where like, you know, they've turned into just like content or, right. you know, you don't know. Damn, really? Yeah. And like you don't know you kinda <sighs> just like don't know like who's who's here for the right reasons. Yeah, who's here for the right reasons. <laughs> yeah. And is this going to work? And does everything have to be content? Or has it, does anyone not know who I am or not have a pre, um, conceived notion of preconceived you. notion yeah. of me? You know what I mean? So I think it's hard dating that way. So I kind of took a long time just to focus on myself. Like I would go out and not even like, no one would even catch my eye. Yeah, and yeah. I, I remember I went to Coachella and I was having fun and then someone catches my eye and it was like, it was like, no, oh, shoot, they're Australian. Like, damn, like, <laughs> oh, they live all far. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Um, it was like trigger warning, and then, <laughs> <laughs> um, but then it was like, so I took time. I think now I've finally gotten to a point where like I've worked on myself mm. after the show and I've got enough done. Where recently I've been more so open to dating and yeah, just kind of. I've kind of realized like you know you can't. You can't change if people have seen the show, not seen the show. Exactly. Like people are, it's, it happened, like I said before. How are you going to move on from it? Like you just, you can't be afraid. Yeah. You know and I people mean? will reveal themselves if they're like trying to get to know you for the you know right or wrong reasons. Like, or if they're generally there for you. Like, I feel like you, like you're an empathetic person. So I would assume like you could feel the energy, right? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, or I, I don't know. I don't know. I'm just yeah, kidding. I don't know. And people are people are like pretty. I think people are pretty hip to what would kind of get me mm. because I'm so open online. So I'm always like, I don't get like insane DMs. You know, interesting. Yeah, I don't get like, come over and you Fuck. know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> turn me around, and right, 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 right. flip me off the ceiling and shit. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Dang. I don't get anything like yeah. that. It's more. It's like very like kind words and very like funny, weird mess. And that's mm. the stuff that gets me. And I'm always like, how they know that SpongeBob meme was gonna work on me? It's yeah, because like, they watch. You know, they watch and they know. You know, so they, they could tell. Yeah, yeah, it's it's funny that way. Where I'm like, hmm. But you also seem like a guy that wouldn't want like. I mean, I don't know. Guys are guys, but at the same time, like you, you just seem like a very down earth person that like. I don't know. Like, you know, there's like certain guys are like, oh, they're probably more sexual than they probably would want that more. You seem like someone who like want a relationship more. So that's why I don't know. I'm assuming. Yeah, I think I don't know. I kind of have. I've <laughs> been told I have the appearance of like. A you have appearance boy. of a fuck boy. One thousand percent. Yeah. I but also have like a slut tattoo. A which slut tattoo? Yeah, What's which your slut tattoo? Pardon? Your slut tattoo? I have like the word slut tattoo. Oh, really? Like, yeah. I oh, got my drunk. God. What inspired um, <laughs> that? You got drunk? Okay. Yeah, I got drunk. I was on a first date with a girl. It was <gasps> a whole, yeah, it was a whole thing. Oh my God. Uh, <laughs> Whose idea was it? It was mine. <laughs> I make poor decisions when I'm drunk. It's okay. I, we all that's, have. That's like my alter ego when I'm drunk. I'm yeah. just like, it's like the the lover boy comes out when I'm drunk. It's like, I will, I'm down to make out with everyone. I make poor decisions if there's tattoo guns around. Oh my God. I'm like, God. I'll jump off of stuff. I'll hop in shopping carts. I'm like... <laughs> oh my god, you're so edgy. Yeah, no, I I love being like a makeout slut before. Like when I would get drunk and go out to clubs, like that was like a thing. I don't, but now I'm like, well, I have a relationship, so I can't do that. <laughs> yeah, well, not, that's yeah. no because of like when I get into a relationship, I'm like, I can't. They're like, why don't you just go out, go with your friends? I'm like, babe, I can't. 
Really? You don't like, like to a, when you're in a relationship? No, nah, because you're I'm that like, loyal. Yeah. Like, wow. I don't like to, like, go. Like, if I know that there's potential of, like, me getting drunk and make, I'm like, when I was younger, not now yeah, I have, yeah, like, yeah. more self control. <laughs> <laughs> like I feel I, like the early 20s is like everyone just made out at bars yeah it was like, like I was just like <laughs> you know few tequila shots it's like yes consensually of course consensually. <laughs> it's like who wants to make out yeah I'm here doesn't well, matter <laughs> like I used to have you ever, maybe not have you ever heard of the bark cha-cha lounge no. I used to like when I was 21, I used to go there all the time and made out with so many guys behind the <laughs> behind the cha-cha lounge and the dumpsters yeah because it was like hidden but anyways that's just my slut story. <laughs> no, I re- I remember in like my I was very young. I was like yeah. I was like 18 like night like first year of university. Mm. Like literally like I would go me and my friends would go to bars and like it would be like it wouldn't even be like how many hookups you like it wasn't even about yeah. that. It was like how many how many makeouts. <laughs> it was like the, remember the first week of university we were like how many makeups can we rack? It yes. wasn't even like we weren't like sleeping with anybody. Right. <laughs> we were oh. like, how many makeups? But those and, were like, actually kind of fun. I'm mean, going to think of it. I still had fun. As, yeah, like, it's just as like gross fun. as it is. But it's it, was, fun. it was gross. I got mono, like <laughs> yeah, aggressive say, like, mono. Like I was out of commission for like a solid three like weeks. Mono. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I remember like we would, it was so, we like make out and then like we would like take pictures with the girls afterwards. It was like, what? I posted on like, remember well, when that's everyone. That's fuckboy behavior. But remember when everyone had like the digital cameras? Yes. Of course. And like we and had, put on their MySpace. Yeah. And like you would just like take a digital camera, take like 300 photos and just post it on Facebook. Like yes, no edits. An album. An album <laughs> yeah, of like no. 300 photos and like no edits, no nothing. Just just like an unhinged <laughs> night out at a bar. 300 photos of just an unhinged night. Like you didn't know what was going on. Uh, Honestly, cracks, Gen Z will never know. Like we did the original photo dump. Before the, the, they did their fucking that was photo dumps. Insane photo dumps. Their photo dumps are like aesthetically pleasing and yeah. like thought out, but our photo dumps were like everything on that yeah. camera roll made it to the <laughs> album. <laughs> no, it was not even camera. It was like unload the SD card. Yes, unload the whole like. It was like upload, select all, upload everything. Yeah, let it go. <laughs> let it go. Oh my god! Oh, I love. I miss that. I miss Facebook days. Yeah, it and was like statuses, like, Facebook statuses, which. That's embarrassing. I can never look back at mine. I look back at them recently. I was what? like, "Hey, honestly, I feel like you would probably have some cringy good ones." No, it was <laughs> the <laughs> most like I would never. I was like my first girlfriend. I was like, we, I was with my best friend. We were looking back at like old, um, like I used to have a Tumblr, and on my Tumblr, yes, love Tumblr. It would post my Instagram would automatically post my Tumblr, mm. but I post I moved everything on my Instagram, so I was going through my old Tumblr, which I deleted now, by the way. <laughs> Can't find it. <laughs> Can't find it. But I was going through all my old IG mm-hmm. um, posts that made it. And I'm like looking at these old posts with like my first girlfriend. I was like, it is so insane, like how much social media has changed. I, was like, I would just post pictures of her Aww. at breakfast, smiling with pancakes and waffles for herself. She's like, hashtag, she made me do it. Hashtag, no, she didn't. Hashtag, I love this swag. girl so much. Hashtag, swag. <laughs> Hashtag, girlfriends of Instagram. Like, literally. Your girlfriends like, of Instagram. 
with like the heaviest filter. I was like, yes, oh my. the early Instagram days yeah. were the best. <laughs> it was like it was so bad in the moment. It was like so pure though, so pure because it was like I just love this moment so much. Everything I'm gonna post so it. I didn't care about now. likes. Yeah, you, you didn't care about likes. It was just followers. You post it. I just want to post it and show everyone I love this girl so much. Aww. Nowadays, no one would ever do this. <laughs> no, no, it's like no, it's like a soft launch. Yeah. If you're like you know, if you like someone, need a little, hand on a steering right, wheel, exactly. whatever. Man on the thigh, <laughs> yeah. or like you see a man, like I don't know, something about like it's kind of like me and my friend were talking about, like, there's something so hot about a man driving. Like, what is it? <laughs> like, just like, like one hand on the wheel, I'm like, just what? Like, really? it just, I don't know why. Mine is what like, is it? Mine is like book reading. <laughs> book, re- you all, oh, you like nerds. I l- like, oh, my I was gonna God. say, what is your type? Because I feel like you would love like nerds, like someone who's like a Harry Potter fan. Like or Star yeah, Wars. Any nerd anything anything that just like you're just so geeked over, like oh, just so yeah. geeked out over. Like my last ex would like she was like a big reader. Like she could read a book in like a day. Like she could she was yeah. a beast at reading. <laughs> Damn. I love that shit. Yeah. <laughs> and it was like I just love like coming home and like she'd just be curled up with a book and she'd be so excited to tell me about this book. I can't read for shit. I don't like, like I, to read I, either. Like, I'm not like I have ADHD. Yeah, like so I, can't I can't get past like I like audiobooks. I can't even get through an audiobook. <laughs> like it's it's horrendous. Like it's horrendous. my attention span is abysmal at this yeah, point. Yeah, no, mine's pretty t- yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but I love like when other people read. <laughs> yeah, when other people read to me or like want to tell me what they read and yeah. they're so excited and they're using these words with so many syllables and stuff. I remember she taught me this word that was like um it was like, oh, what was it? It started with like an S. And it was like when someone's like really smug or something like that. I can't smug? Remember. I wasn't smug, but it was something else. And I remember being like, what is that word? And like she and was so excited. To, she was so excited to tell me about this word. And I was like, I'm going to use that word. That is actually so romantic. <laughs> it was so cute. And it was like, yeah. you know, if I'd ever be like watching anime or something and I would geek out over it and she would be so excited because Aww. I'd be so geeked out about it. Yeah. And like, I think that's like, I don't know. That was like a beautiful thing about our relationship. It's like we were both so excited to like. That the other person was so excited about something, like I would geek out and be like, "Oh my gosh, you want to be what happened on Demon Slayer, like Tanjiro? You know, he unlocked the fire <laughs> breathing, and he had a thing, and it turned red, and his blade turned red, and I started reading the manga, and he did this, and moves on, and she's like, "Why?" Well, she's like, Aww, she's like, like, she's like, like I don't like, know what you're saying, but this is adorable, you know Aww. what I mean? That's how I feel when my boyfriend talks about sports. Like I don't understand sports, but yeah. then I'll let him talk, and afterwards he's like, "Thank you for letting me just ramble about." But that's sports. something that guys don't get is like. Like liking sports that. is nerdy. It is nerdy. It is it's analytical and it's nerdy. He's really nerdy about music and sports. Like it's not just like oh good game. It was like no like this little thing did did this and then or like this song lyric really meant this. He flipped this word and made it make. I'm just like whoa. But yeah, it's hot. I'm always it's fine. Like, keep I, going. Yeah, because yeah. <laughs> I was like I played sports and I was also a nerd and I remember people yeah. like oh you're a nerd you're into that stuff I'm like. You play sports. You're into like 2K and you like look up stats. And st- like you're a nerd. You're that's a sports. A n- that's nerdy nerd. shit. It's, it's the same thing I do. Just a different medium. Yeah, like, exactly. <laughs> it's just more socially acceptable. Yeah, amongst like the sports culture, but it's like it's nerdy shit. It's, it's like there's no difference shit. to me of like you're like a, a massive like Lakers fan and someone being like a massive Swifty. It's like yeah, it's yeah, the same shit. You're a it's the same on. way you get up and you're like you're like oh let's go let's yeah. go AD let's go LeBron the same way I do that the same way. 
people like I'm in so let's go maroon <laughs> <laughs> cool like, summer breeze it's so true like it is really nerdy but wait we, so we have five minutes but I want to answer some questions oh we only have five minutes I know, I'm so like, sorry that blew I'm so no, sorry no, don't do be sorry like everything was amazing like it was all great so it like, just happened so quickly but however I want to go over like just some questions that people sent over just like from they, they want from like a male's perspective yeah. Let's hit it. Let me just pick. Let me see. Um, I'm so sorry I talk so much. Don't Anyways. apologize. <laughs> this is why I brought you here because I was like, he's going to talk and I want to hear everything he has to say. So that's why. And we all want to hear everything you have to say. So that's why lights, camera, action. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Let's do so, it. Um, the first one is, why do you guys stop acting affectionate like they used to in the honeymoon phase? Ooh, I think it's just like, I think a lot of people get comfortable. I think once they feel comfortable and they feel like they got it locked down, it's like that's when it starts fading away. Yeah. Has that ever happened to you? I I think, yeah. In my last, that was one thing I learned in my last relationship is like, you know, there was like a middle point after, you know, we moved in and, you know, that year. And there's not every moment is going to be honeymoony and lovey-dovey, but Mm. it was like the effort stopped being put in. The same effort I put into the dates and, you know, I would just surprise her with flowers. Like that effort went away and it's like, from both sides too, it's like you have to, the relationships that last longest is when you continue to put that effort in and realize that love isn't just like. The honeymoon phase. It's, it's, yeah, it's not just the honeymoon phase and you locked in, you're done. It's like, no, you got to work at it. You got to you gotta love loving each other. Yeah, and keep dating and keep finding things to do together and just, you know, yeah. Yeah, but I think a lot of guys just, once they feel like they locked it down, they get comfortable, they're like, all right, I'm good. I don't got to try anymore. So Yeah, yeah, that's a good answer. Next one is, how do you know when a guy is feeling you at the bar and club? Ooh. So in your makeout session days, yeah. when you made out with everyone at the yeah. bar, how did you, like, how did you know, like, someone was feeling or, or, like, how did you let them know, like, you were feeling it? I feel like it's just, like, the, it's, like, I was always, like, if I get, if I get, like, two looks, like two mm. look backs. It's like you could just tell by the eyes. Yeah, it's the eye contact. It's the like, eye contact. Like yeah. you can just tell if like if you make eye contact once and they start walking away and then they give you like the it's Ooh, like the, the, it's like ah uh, all right, I'm be right over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My thing <laughs> was like minutes. I would do a look and if we locked eyes, like I'm gonna say something like, Oh, I like your shirt, you know, yeah. or like I like your shoes. It's like just a compliment yeah. to let them know. And so and usually sometimes it would you know, same thing too. It's like I feel like that was our way to like let them know that you know, we locked eyes. Hey, yeah. I like you. And it was also like, it's like the eyes and like, I remember I could always tell from like how long the handshake is. If like the hand, if they could hold Ooh, hands. If like, yeah. If it extends a certain amount of time, I'm like, okay. Like, like we, we're, we're into down. each other. Like, we're, yeah. like yeah. Game time. <laughs> uh, <laughs> let's see. <laughs> so it's like, what do men think about during sex with their girlfriend? What do men think about during sex? Uh, it depends on what the what the ass what yeah. no what the task is it's like if you're trying to last longer it's like a mm. lot of guys have like <laughs> inside info have like things that they think about to like prevent them from like like what like what is your going. like one thing to make sure you don't come quick <laughs> my one thing <laughs> i remember it was like what was it for the longest time it was like off rip i want to say like like owls is big for me because I hate owls. Owls, owls like scare the, the shit. I have a phobia of owls, so like really? that was always like my thing. Like, is, it was, like, is there like a lot of owls in Canada? No, I don't know what happened to me as a kid. I feel like <laughs> it's like a repressed memory. I don't know. My mom won't tell me like what happened with me and an owl. I just have a terrible phobia of owls. So usually yeah. for me personally, it's like owls. Some people, it might be like dirty diapers. 
I don't know. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Transformers. Because it's like you want to you want to pick something that like you're just gonna feel terrible if you do. Like, right, 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 right. Like, it's like you think about dirty dirty diapers and you still go, you're like, oh no, like. You're right. <laughs> so I guess the question, the answer is they're just trying not to come quick. So trying to yeah, make sure yeah, they're yeah. Laughing. yeah I they think, like, don't please don't enter the mind of a, of a guy. Like what's going on during intimacy? Like do not because they're trying everything in their power not to finish. <laughs> That's so true. Because I feel like there is that stigma. It's like you don't want to be the guy that comes quick, you know? Oh, yeah. But sometimes I just want them to come quick. Yeah, I guess. Sometimes there's like moments where like I'm tired. Yeah. Like I came. Like I've used like. Not all the time. When I was younger, my first girlfriend, we like waited for like a month. Mm -hmm. Um, And then like there was a lot of, I was like, oh, the sex isn't good. There's a lot of pressure. So I remember using like numbing spray. (gasps) <gasps> that like my, my big what? homie was like yo you gotta use this numbing spray don't worry i'm like all right thank appreciate you hooking me up bro and then i remember like using it and like i couldn't feel anything so i just kept on and, and she was like i remember like afterwards like years later she was i told her that story and she was like yeah i remember that like I remember I, I was like, this is going on for like, like a while. <laughs> oh my God. Like, you know, You're like, what? But did you so like, I've that. never heard of this numbing spray before. Oh, I'm, there's like numbing sprays. There's creams. There's I didn't pills, realize there was. Take. Yeah, there's blue chew. There's, Holy shit. I don't use any of that stuff anymore because, you know. I didn't even know that existed. Yeah. But anyways, okay. One last one. I want to get a, like a. It was like, do you even try to make us come? Oh my God. We'll ignore that. <laughs> Like, yes. I try so hard. You try so hard, okay? I'd be asking questions and taking notes. I'd yeah, be, exactly. Like, you let me know. Yeah. Um, oh, how do you know she's the one? Ooh, how do you know she's the one? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, a lot of times, like, guys kind of give mixed signals and people, you know, we're always, like, confused if he likes us or not. In my opinion, I think you know when you know. But what yeah. are your thoughts on that? I think you know when you know. I don't know. It's hard. Because, like, of the person that I am, I don't know how other guys operate because I'm so, like. You will know if you like. Yeah. Yeah. I'm all, like, you, I will let you know. Like, I have literally, like, you know, three days down the line. Like, I remember when my ex, it was, like, I don't know, three weeks, like, a month and a half or something that happened. We were, like, grabbing coffee. And, like, she was, like, we got our coffee sitting down mid-sip. I'm, like, yeah, I, I'm good here. She's, like, what? I'm, like. I'm good. Like this, you and me. Yeah, like, like I like you. I like let's 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 lock this down. Oh, <laughs> like yeah. I'm like I'm I'm just she's like what? I'm like I know you already know that, but I just want verbal confirmation from me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love you. I don't want to be with anyone else. I'm you good. see I love you pretty quick. Oh yeah, duh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, duh. But it's okay. Yeah. It's a but cancer. Can, but you know what was the cutest thing ever? Yeah. Can I just tell the story? No, no, real yeah, quick? yeah, 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 yeah. So like I remember when my ex, this was the cutest. Like, I love the first time, like saying I love you the first time. Mm-hmm. Like I love it. It might be it might happen five sometimes, it might like take a while, but like it's always the cutest moment whenever someone falls in love. You know it's what I the mean? Best. My friends yeah. have told me like they fall in love, they say I love you. I'm so happy for them because it's the best Aww. fucking feeling in the yeah. entire world. And I remember like we used to work together, like we were co-workers and so I was a bouncer, she was a server, and then eventually she got a job as like the ticket girl. Like she would get the tickets at the front so that we can leave and go home together. Mm. So I remember we were, getting, we were going home one night, it was like three o'clock, we were watching Stranger Things, we would get food, we were in bed, and I remember I was like, she was in bed, we are watching Stranger Things, had the food, and I was getting ready to go to bed, and she just goes, I love you. And I'm like, Aww. what'd you just say? And I'm like, like, I love you. And I'm like, I love you too, you know? And then it was like the next day we got coffee and I was like, I'm good here, I'm yeah. fine. Like I don't wanna see anyone else. You're the one. That's it. 
we're good. So it's like for me, it's like you know. Like yeah, once, you know when you know. You when you know, you just know, you know. And obviously, she wasn't the one, but <laughs> for the moment, she was. She was for the for, moment. She was. She was. You know, a, and she's a very yeah. important part of my life and my growth as an individual. So yeah, yeah. I just had to share that story. I don't know. No, I love really that. Cute. No, I love a good love story. We love love on here. And so, but thank you. Thank you for sharing and spreading love. You know? <laughs> I just love love. You just you know? love love. I just love love. I love you. I love you. I love you. Hey, man. I love you. I love you, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I love the love. But yeah, well, I could keep talking to you for hours because you're so much fun to talk to. Oh, thank you. You have like such an amazing heart. And I'm just so glad that. You cried on the perfect match and, but really, I know that sounds like silly, but you know, I think at the end of the day, you're spreading such a positive message. And so I hope, and I, I believe you will continue and I see big things for you. Like you're oh. doing amazing things with the podcast. Like I was, I was binge, uh, listening and watching a couple of your episodes oh, and stuff like so that. Much. And I'm just like, you're such a natural. So please keep going oh. and being you and staying yourself and you know, men keep crying oh. out there. <laughs> And but anyways, where can people find you? Um, first of all, I want to say thank you so much for the kind words. And you're an amazing host. Like this is like Aww. such a warm and comfortable space. And like, and I just know that because like I feel like I've known you forever. At this I feel point. like I've known I you feel forever like, yeah, too. I feel like I'm like I'm like. When's the last time you hung out? I'm like, oh, never. <laughs> you're like, like I just met you. I just met you. So that yeah. just that's a testament to just how comforting and safe and warm your energy is and Aww. everything that you built. Love it. And um, thank you. Yeah, you're just an amazing human being. Thank you so much for having me. Um, I'm, now um, I'm going to cry. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> yeah, everyone could just find me on all platforms on uh, Don't Call Dom. I'm in a band called Don't Call as well. You can find us on Spotify. I have a podcast, Dom Meets World. Releases every Wednesday. I also just started my own collection called Cry Baby with Peace Collective that you can also find um, on any of my socials. And... Yeah, I believe that's that's, that's, that, that's that, we have that the links down there. below if yeah. you need it. <laughs> if you missed it. Yeah. So yeah, well thank you. Love you. Spread the love. Love y'all. And keep crying. Mm. <laughs> Ooh, that was so good. Oh, thank, thank you, you so much. You I'm were, sorry I talked so much. I feel like I was. No, I I I mean, again, I gave you the space <laughs> to talk. Like I wanted to hear, you know, everything, your mind, your stories, everything. So Thank you. I'm, I'm a complete advocate for you. Broke Girl Therapy. Broke Girl Therapy. Broke Girl Therapy. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it. Or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Martha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz and how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.